The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Questions podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Questions podcast, sponsored by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We are scattered amongst the communities. Tim Fitzgerald in Manhattan, Zach Carlson about a half mile away from me in Manhattan, and newbie Ryan Gilbert somewhere in Kansas City. What what exactly town are you in? Overland Park. Overland Park. Of course he is. <laughs> Ryan joins us uh, taking that other guy's place. What was his name, Zach? The guy, the guy, the guy, I can't remember. His initials were RG, so. Yep, we kept the RG. He fits, he fits fine. Got rid of the other guy, and Ryan will be joining us. I got to come up with a nice nickname for you, because we have a Ryan, and then Tom Gilbert's the basketball SID, so it gets confusing. Maybe we'll just refer to you as, like, Hawk. What? what I think it's the RG. Yeah, but then you, people still think it's Riley Gates. I mean, you don't, you do not want to be affiliated with him. Let me tell you, Let me t- especially his Twitter brand. Stay away. Stay away. Uh-huh. I did check my do- job description. Is that part of it to piss people off on Twitter? Nope. Nope. That's my job. And okay. uh, Riley okay. just did it on his part-time basis. You know, and Zach stays away from it. Uh, the other Ryan, Ryan Wallace went through a phase of being pretty good at it. Um, but he's kind of backed off that and Fritchin doesn't piss anyone off <laughs> Christian just he just loves everyone. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. RG. Uh, what high school did you go to? I went to Blue Valley West here in Overland Park. Um, go to K State now. I'm a junior in Mass Com, journalism in Mass Com. Um, I've been a K State fan my whole life. Cool. I'm sure most of you listening are, but I also do a podcast. I talk about the Big Twelve. I know Fitz, you you joined me on there one time and. It's a lot of fun, and a year and a half ago, I was a business major, didn't know what I was doing, and now I've found this, and I work at Go Powercat, so things are moving fast, but it's it's been a lot of fun. We should talk about that podcast if you want to rebrand it and, and get it on the network. We could work that out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Little, get you a little more exposure. Okay, let's get to some important questions. Uh, Zach, I'll go first. This is the question that I've asked a lot of uh Perspective employees, it's very important to me. I forgot to ask you, are you a dog or cat person? Ah, oh, no. Dog. Oh, yeah. Woo! Had That's, to think about it. That was close. Do you actually have a pet? We have a dog and two cats, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So Tanner yeah. is better than the cats. Cats are always up to something. They're, yeah. they're always up be. to something. Well, my dogs are too. Zach, you got anything for a newbie? You play any sports in high school? I did not, Zach. You should not ask me that because I got cut from baseball and basketball. I did run cross country, but I don't really consider that much of a sport. But I did not. I played <laughs> rack and all that, but I was not good enough to play at a big school like that. <laughs> if I was playing golf, Beloit, maybe I could have done it. No, I did not. <laughs> no golf. I've never played golf at all, ever. Do you think wow. you change that? Do you think you're good enough? Uh, basketball baseball player to have played like at a 4a 5a i think i could have yeah i mean i play at the rec all the time and 
I blend in pretty well. So if I wasn't in such a big school, I have to be cocky, but I think I could have done it. How many students were at West? Oh man. I think 500 was in my graduating class. Yeah. That's, so. that's about Manhattan size. Isn't it Zach? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a hundred more, man. It's probably getting close to that now. Maybe eventually they'll be about 500, but I think my graduating class, we were still under 400 and that was like the smallest in 20 years or something. Yeah. I thought Manhattan was bigger yeah. than that. My graduating class at Salina Central was around 300. So, and I wasn't good enough to play basketball at that school. Yeah. I haven't told many people this, but my sophomore year, I seriously contemplated transferring to the sacred heart for sports because it was a two a mm-hmm. and a good, really good sports school. So, it, uh, but I didn't, I stayed a Mustang, stayed a Mustang and stayed away from the Catholics. I just got rid of Riley Gates. Are you Catholic, Ryan? I am not. Okay, good, good. And then I, I don't have anything against Catholics, but they show up <laughs> and they've got smudges on their forehead and I don't know what's going on. And I get really confused by it. I, I don't understand. Yep. Same. They're going to really be pissed off Catholics now. But uh, let's see. What else do I got for you? Uh, what were your favorite K-State athletes growing up? Hmm. Good question. I mean, Jacob Pollan obviously comes to mind, one of my favorites. Um, I really liked Curtis Kelly. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people were talking about him since we just saw that Xavier game the other day. But I always liked him. I wore number 24 after him. I was a big man when I did play. Um, basketball. So I liked him a lot. And do you remember the noises he would make when he was down in the lane? He would just start screaming and he would get the ball. Yep. Remember that or not? Yeah. 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 It was always funny to me. And I liked him as far as football. Hmm. I mean, Colin Klein is kind of a safe, a safe bet. Good guy. Tyler Lockett. Um, I don't know. Denny Clemente. I mean, the old guys, you know, Barry Brown was the leader we needed. Yep. And then this year we didn't have one, but that's a whole other story. But I'd say I think Curtis Kelly would be my answer for that. Cool. Did you ever consider any other schools other than K-State or was it K-State all the way? It was K-State all the way. And both my parents went there. So, and I was talking about this the other day. I kind of regretted not visiting, you know, other schools and touring campus and all that. But it worked out, you know, Kansas State's been a journey for me, but I've been a Wildcat fan since my whole life, you know, my whole life. So it's been fun. And that's the only school I've ever wanted to go to. How old are your parents? 50 and 51, I believe. Man, I'm older than your parents. Holy crap. <laughs> What's happened, Zach? How did I turn into an old fart right here on the podcast? You should have hired someone older than you. That's for sure. I just did, actually. I Another part-timer, my longtime buddy David Sabota is going to come on and just do a little bit of stuff for us. So I'm no longer the oldest guy on the team. So that that's, that makes me feel good about myself. I don't have much going for me right now, so that's good. Well, Zach, uh, we're sponsored by The Fridge, as you know. Uh, Ryan is officially old enough to go to The Fridge Wholesale Liquor when he's in town, but he is stranded at home. Be honest, would you rather be at home or in Manhattan? I still have my rent in Manhattan yeah, that's through like nice. next August, so I can still live there if I wanted to. So I'm choosing to be, you know, closer to family here. No one's in Manhattan as far as True. I know, so I'm here. True. Yeah, might as well be holed up with the family instead of alone in an apartment. That that would mm-hmm. kind of suck. Now I think about it, since Aggieville's yeah. closed. I mean, we are in the yeah. end times. If Aggieville basically closes, the bars are closed. Or it's the end times. This is it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to function in this world. When you can't leave your house and all the bars are closed. This segment sponsored by Tanner. Speaking of a great Aggieville bar, when this thing uh, gets cleared up, get down to Tanner's. 
Get in there, spend lots of money, buy lots of food, drink lots of drink, and hug Charlie. That's going to be their new hashtag, hug Charlie at Tanner's. They get all their booze from the fridge. Why don't you? Here's your questions from Wabash Station, and we're going to start with a pretty prominent topic. We should have maybe a podcast up featuring this man and our own Ryan Wallace. Uh, as soon as it's announced, we're going to cut it loose. Hopefully it's before this pops up on the website. Here you go, Zach. From I Like Pickles Cat, what can we expect from Shane Southwell on the recruiting trail? That's a big unknown. Um, you would hope he's going to get into some different households maybe. Uh, I just like the fact we're going to have a real young guy. You know, Shane was still in his playing years in Europe, um, and he came back to coach, to be on the staff, to basically not get paid very much money, be a grad assistant, and um, – that was a big decision. He gets into that in the podcast with Wally that it was time to you know move on, even though he was having a really good professional season and making a good living. So he's got to this a little bit earlier than maybe some expected. He's still in his twenties. He's you know uh, going to get out there. I think Wally dug up. He's the second youngest assistant coach in the Big Twelve now in basketball. Hopefully, he'll get into some households and he can really relate to the the recruits. And uh, But he's still in Pittsburgh, so I don't know if they even know what zones they're going to have him recruiting or if there will be an area where they'll just unleash him. I hope they unleash him and, and kind of just turn him loose out there and see what he can stir up. Uh, there's nothing that can replace the energy of a young guy in, his, in a new job just getting after it. Yeah, I think New York City, him being from the Bronx, I think that that, uh, that might be an area that yeah. – he could get into, um, you know, Jo's from there. Obviously, he can't recruit, but I think that might see more of a focus there since he's familiar with it. Um, but you'll kind of just have to see going forward. Yeah, it's it's interesting when you get a young coach getting the opportunity to go home and recruit is kind of fun for them. Get to see the family on the company dime and you know get into the Bronx recruit, and I, I think that is something we might see. Of course, we've got a really pretty strong history with. Some prominent New York players coming through Kansas State, including Rolando Blockman, who is from Brooklyn. So we'll uh, we'll see if that stirs up, or if he gets back into Pittsburgh, where he's been recruiting the past year for Robert Mason, and and uh, if there's anything in the other areas that he kind of sifts through during this time. But I I just hope he has a presence, particularly in Kansas City. I think there's some players in Kansas City that K State's been overlooking, and I hope. Uh, Shane can help bridge that gap a little bit and be more relatable to these players. With all the issues that you know Bruce Weber has had throughout his time at K-State, I think it's good to have a young guy to try to really relate to that locker room. If there's an issue going on, you don't have some older guys that may not relate as well. Shane is a young guy. Maybe stop the issue before it even starts. I think that could help out you know, his team a lot. I think Shane will help in the locker room quite a bit, and I think that was something that was – Obviously missing from this mix last year was someone really kind of guiding the locker room properly. From I Like Pickles Cat, can Shane Southwell develop big men better than Brad Korn did? Well, okay, here's something shocking from the, the Shane Southwell Q&A with Ryan Wallace. Brad Korn didn't coach the big men. I, none of us knew that. Chris Lowry actually coached the centers, the posts. Um, Brad Korn coached the forwards and wings. And then the guards were coached by Coach Henderson. So, yeah, Chris Lowry actually coaches the posts, according to Shane. 
So I, I think he'll coach the you know pretty much what he did the wings and the forwards. Although he played some point, he played some post too. He played everything. That was the magic of Shane Southwell at six 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 seven long armed. He was yeah. the Wesley Awandu before Wesley was Awandu'd. Um, you know, playing that kind of transition position that could play a number of spots. Reminded me a lot of Dean Wade. I know Dean Wade could post up a little bit more, but yeah. you know, they both could shoot, both could dribble, do everything. I think he'll be pretty versatile. I don't think that there's any one position on the floor that he can't coach, um, you know, and him replacing corn who I guess we thought was the big man, the big man coach um, kind of changes your perception, I guess. And maybe bit. feels like he's a bit, bit more of a good fit than what, what we thought it was moving on to K Ned is Bruce Weber expecting Shane Southwell to take locker room management off of his plate. I don't know that it was really on his plate. I mean, I don't know that anyone was really doing it. I've said it over and over. This is coach's Achilles heel is locker room management and kind of building leaders and forming the team mesh that you need. When it's happened through a player such as Rodney Magruder or Barry Brown, we see the results of it. Without that alpha in the locker room that everyone looks to, it turned into a mess last year. Hopefully Shane can cultivate that. I mean, he worked with Dejuan Gordon a little bit on that USA team, so he's met him, he's worked with him, has somewhat of a relationship. I think Shane will be able to ID and cultivate those leaders a little bit better than what we saw this past season. That's just not been a strong point, was not a strong point of this team last year, and it, it really showed up. I mean, there was a bunch of guys that, if they wanted to lead, they weren't very good at it, or if they were good at it, other people didn't want them to lead. So it just really didn't work. It's not really a good question to be asking when you have to question your ability to, you know, manage a locker room. It's mm -hmm. not a good look for Bruce Weber. But I think that Shane will, like I said, kind of help that the young guys have someone to maybe relate to. I think that saying that Bruce Weber not managing the locker room or taking it off of his plate, I think that's kind of ridiculous to think about. I mean, it's still Bruce's locker room. It's still his responsibility. I think that Shane Southwell will be a great presence in the locker room. I yeah. think that, yes, he will be able to help manage the locker room, but I think that it's still Bruce's locker room. He still sets the mood, how it's going to be, and I think Shane will help that. Very good. From BVWJ, why do KSU coaching hiring and departure departure announcements seem to be leaked first to reporters outside of Kansas? <laughs> That's not uncommon. I mean, agents call reporters. That's just what happens. I mean, the, the really good national guys are just plugged into all the agents and they get a call. The agents want it out there ASAP, makes them look good, makes their client look good. Then the university has to go through the process of vetting. You know, making sure there wasn't any armed robberies they didn't know about or anything like that. Um, you know, if it's uh, not a minority hire, they have to go through and make sure that, you know, everyone had an opportunity to apply and that type of thing. So it does sometimes get bogged down on the back end with the university making the official announcement and finishing up the paperwork. But, yeah, it's it's just a weird thing about journalism. The, the really big national guys – they cultivate all the agents, and they hear from them. And there's been a running joke up at athletics. I mean, this happens at every school. Don't think it's just Kansas State. There's been a running joke at athletics when you know they, they hear about, okay, so-and-so's been hired. How long will it take before it hits Twitter? And how long before we can announce it? 
So it's it's just an ongoing struggle. They I think they find it humorous and frustrating up in athletics too how quickly it gets out. I wish I had an agent, Zach. You should have an agent. That that could well I kind of do, but he's not really an agent. He just takes care of my contracts. <clears throat> wish I had someone that was just leaking information. <laughs> That's exactly what an agent is. <laughs> well, but also agents kind of look out for you, and you know. They they do promo yeah. and stuff. I don't think Jay's leaking information about fits anywhere. I, you know, like plant seeds. He should be like like uh, Louisiana site quartz fits. Fits needs a big raise. That type of thing. That's the greatest game an agent plays. Is is linking your client to other jobs to get a raise at your current job when you had no intention of ever leaving. Yeah, I actually saw Jay down in Gainesville. Yeah, he was he's probably shopping me around. I just don't know about it. He's my agent. Yeah. I'm, I haven't talked to anyone about other jobs. I haven't talked to anyone about other jobs. I'm not looking, but my, my agent might be. <laughs> Last question of the first half from TDE67. Why did it take so long for the Big 12 to allow virtual meetings for athletes and coaches? And now that they have reversed that ban, does it level the playing field with other conferences, or do you think it mattered at all? Ryan, I want to start with this. Before we dig really into this topic, What? how is your virtual classroom stuff going with Kansas State? So a few of them are just like this that are on Zoom. You know, the teacher will, the professor, I should say, will, you know, do a normal lecture and class is normal. And then I have a few others where it's just everything is pre-recorded or just on a slideshow that we're supposed to watch and it's been really, it's been really hard to try to get on top of things. It's like going to class on the, you don't have that first day where you go over the syllabus. It's like that day just doesn't exist. And then you're told to you know, go to school and do all this stuff. So it's only like six weeks left, but it's really it's all been online. And it's tough for me to, you know, adjust to this for sure. One of my concerns with this is athlete eligibility. A lot of guys get dinged because they don't finish up their work. They don't stay on top of it. Now, hopefully, yeah. The academic people within the athletic department are, are really active with that. But the Big 12 is really limited how much schools can interact with the athletes, which I, frankly, I don't understand. I don't get it. <clears throat> there's been there's been talk of pass-fail, um, that opportunity being here for the students. So we'll see if that happens. That would definitely benefit the athletes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Big 12 has been overly cautious. You know, K-State was having meetings. Other schools were having meetings. The Big 12 said, you got to stop that. And I'm like, why? You're in charge of these athletes. You're in charge of their academics. You're in charge of their um, health and well-being. I mean, particularly if they're on scholarship. Why are you limiting the interaction? Now, I understand you got to put some kind of time limit on it so that you're not in their face all day. But I think being able to have virtual meetings, being able to just, uh, you know, if I'm a position coach, I want to call all my guys every other day at least and talk to them and not be limited to two hours a week, which is crazy to me. At two hours a week? Yeah, I think this is another case of the Big 12 not leading and following. Well, let's wait to see what everyone else does. And that's kind of the underlying problem with this conference. Yep. I don't think it's going to level the playing field with other conferences much. I don't think it really matters. I think, yes, you need to do it. I think it's fine. I don't think it hurts anything, but um, I mean, maybe it does level the playing field if everybody else is doing it, but I don't think that, you know, doing it or not doing it is going to matter much. You're still hold up at home. You're still, you know, not meeting with everybody. You're not practicing. You're not lifting weights. I mean, you're basically just working out in your basement. 
back wherever you came from. So, yeah, I thought it was interesting. The Big 12 won't allow any live workouts over the Internet. You can pre-record stuff. And I know a lot of universities are setting up private Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts or some way for everyone to communicate. You know, then the only people allowed into that account are the athletes, which is a pretty brilliant idea uh, with the daily workouts. But you can't do them live, which I don't know. I mean, if you want to really hold any sense, hold your guys accountable, make sure they're showing up and doing it. You can witness it instead of just taking their word that they did it on their own. Um, These are kids. You know, these are young people that need guidance sometimes. And, you know, some of them are maybe from a background where they're not been held responsible their whole lives. So uh, I, I'm a little mystified by the limitations being put on this. It's, it's a new world. We've never been through this and I'm a little freaked out that the big 12 is like so standoffish about, about the amount of exposure coaches and administrators can have to the student athletes when you would think more exposure would be good for their well-being to keep them feeling like they're plugged in to make sure they're staying on top of their academics. Cause Ryan, I assume you're a pretty good, you're a pretty good student generally. And if you're struggling, well, maybe I'm wrong. You're a journalism guy. We, <laughs> no comment. Us journalism guys uh, just kind of cruise through school. Um, <laughs> but I, I assume that you're, you're kind of used to staying on top of things a little bit, at least, yeah, and and if it's hard for you, imagine a guy who struggles to stay on top of things, or a gal that, that can't mm-hmm. stay on top of things. I find that I find it mystifying that the Big Twelve's been so cautious with all this stuff, and I just do what's best for the student athlete and just cutting them loose and letting them you know, just kind of be out there on their own and you know far flung parts of the country. I don't know how that really serves their best interests. I'm. Again, I'm very concerned about lack of eligibility for a number of athletes, not just K-State, across the board, or that schools that just kind of turn a blind eye to the grades and say, okay, you passed, will be at a huge advantage in the fall if we do play football because all their athletes will be eligible while other schools, yeah, North Carolina, I'm talking about you, while other schools uh, that are holding everyone accountable, you may be at a much more stringent manner, uh, might have 10 players that don't make grades because they weren't under the constant watch and guidance of academic counselors from the athletic department. I don't know. Well, that's it for the first half of the Powercat Questions podcast as we Zoom through another episode. I am officially a subscriber to Zoom. I like I'm, I'm, I actually pay now because we found out that we had a free Zoom last week where we could go over 40 minutes. Uh, but then they limited our show to 40 minutes or our Zooming sessions to 40 minutes. And, Zach, I found out in a really, really scary way that that was being enforced. My wife had virtual ladies' night uh, where they had uh, quarantinis, and it shut off on them. And, and uh, after 40 minutes, it just shut down on them. And, I, I mean, seriously, there's pandemics, and then there's ladies' night ending after 40 minutes. And the scale is just not even comparable. So it, we had to get that fixed. So now we have a Zoom account and a GoPowerCat. We're that important. We'll be right back. Stay locked in. The PowerCat podcast will be right back. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC Gig Powered Studios. 
Welcome back to the Powercat Questions Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Tim Fitzgerald, Ryan Gilbert, and our MC, Zach Carlson, scattered about, meeting on the internet in this new world of podcasting. I'm amazed at the poor quality of productions that are coming out. Not that this is great, but with national entities when they're having to do this, you'd think they'd, they'd have the secret Zoom. Or the you know the secret stuff out there where they they'd sound like they're right next to each other, but they don't. It sounds like crap. It looks like crap. Speaking of looking like crap, I look like I look horrible. I look <laughs> absolutely horrible. I got big dark rings under my eyes. I shaved my hair and I shaved my goatee. Do you know what I'm saying? I took it down almost looks nothing. Good. Yeah, you're kind of small. I can't see. <laughs> you made me put a shirt on. I know. Uh, he, he originally showed up for the podcast with just a photo of himself. And I'm like, dude, we need to see you so we can interact. And uh, he goes, hold on. I got to put a shirt on. That's okay. I don't want to put pants on. I know. You don't, no pants required. I'm just wearing a white T-shirt because, I'm. you know, it makes me look like a thug. I'm 55 year old. You look the same. 55 year old. As you've always looked, like, as we've Zoomed. I don't think you've changed. Yesterday, I looked like hell. I looked like a homeless person. I hadn't shaved in two weeks. My hair was long. My hair was like a, a quarter of an inch long. It was that long. It was really a damn dirty hippie yesterday. But I'm not today. I'm ready for all fresh as a daisy for this questions podcast sponsored by The Fridge. Uh, I realized the other day that while I have an extensive, extensive collection of beverages or ingredients for beverages downstairs in the dog room home bar i'm missing some things um and i need to get into the fridge as soon as i can if we could get this pandemic cleared up so i feel good about going to the fridge that would work out well for me get to the fridge at the corner of this or that in the town in which we live and if you can go out uh, go knock on their door and tell them you miss them i think you can still go in liquor stores are essential how about that how about that? Of all the things that are essential to this society, we got to leave the liquor stores open. That's yeah, gym alcohol is not. withdrawal. I know. It's a serious thing. I know. Well, uh, I know that the high-low is not open right now, um, and I'm missing pizza. i gotta, I got to get on and see if I can order some AJ's pizza. Maybe I'll surprise the wife with some AJ's pizza. That's served at the high-low. So when they get open, get in there, have some AJ's pizza. It's so freaking good. You ever been to the high level? You have a Zoom pizza party. Ooh, I could. And then I'll just like uh, say, you know, here, you want to slice and smear it on my camera by accident because I'm an <laughs> idiot. I'm old. I can't wait for the high low to get back open so I can, uh, you know what I'm going to say, Zach, say hello to everyone inside. That's are they close-close or are they doing to-go? I don't even know. I, I haven't heard anything about to-go, but, I mean, if you're Adam, the owner, aren't you just going to leave AJ's open to do to-go pizza and then not worry about the high-low right now staffing? I don't know. These are you questions. Need to see, I what, two people? Yeah. I should probably know these answers before I get on a damn podcast. But it gets back to the whole concept of this podcast. Why do research when you can just talk? It's it's just a, it's a core philosophy. Let's get on to your questions from Wildbass Station. Here's Zach from Emo Wildcat eighty two. Is the South End Zone project still progressing and on schedule? And what additional work could be completed if the regular season is shortened? I think they're probably still doing construction. You can socially distance while building stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. 
It's on schedule. I mean, it's going to be in process for next season. I mean, there's still next season. It's still going to be being built. Um, so that was always planned. That doesn't change. I hope this doesn't set it back and get it into the following season. Uh, the effort was to get the outside done and then get the inside done. That place is going to be cool for Bramlage. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I, I think I'm done covering games. You guys can just go cover the games and do all the work, and I'll be up in the giant, awesome bar eating, drinking, and cheering, frankly, just cheering, just just setting aside all professionalism and just becoming a fan. I'm just going to do it because the bar is going to be awesome, and hopefully it's named the Fitz after I win the lottery and give a big donation. <laughs> I, I, I will be on the field in the cold. Yeah, Zach. Doesn't matter uh, <laughs> what the weather is. Zach will be in it, and it doesn't matter what the weather is. I won't be in it. I'll be eating an ice cream bar at the forty-yard line on the sixth level of the press box. That's how challenging my job is. Ryan, we got to figure out what to do with you during football games. Have you been going to football games? So I do announce. Most of them with the student station, oh, cool. 919. But we'll see what happens next year. If you need me to do stuff, though, I would love to. I don't really know that on game days we do, but if you got a chance to do play by play, you got to do that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. No one listens, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like this podcast. It really is like this. <laughs> Actually, no. Um, we were having a discussion. Um, I don't know if everyone knows what Slack is, but businesses use that. And since 24-7 scattered all over the place, we have our own Slack channels for different topics. And the podcast channel was talking about how national listening trends you know, would peak Monday through Friday. People would listen at work, and now they're flattening out across all seven days because people consistently are holed up and listening. So um, we're trying to provide more and more content podcast-wise because I know you're Locked in your house, and you really want to hear my voice. Maybe I should use a sexy voice, Zach. Should I use a sexy voice for her? Hey, how you doing? That's just creepy voice. Hey, not till the overtime. Calm okay. down. Okay. <laughs> From Kned, do you have any idea what the economic downturn and stock market wealth losses mean for the rest of the capital campaign beyond the south end zone? Will all of the promised money come through? Dude, that's a question that nobody knows about. You know, my wife's in fundraising for Metal Arc Retirement Community, and and everything's on hold because, you know, a lot of people, uh, us poor people don't always grasp this, but when someone's worth millions of dollars, really they're not. It's on, a, you know, a ledger, and it's in stocks. So a lot of people have lost a lot of money right now. Now, do I think it'll pick back up? I think we'll see an incredible upturn once – Everything gets clicking again. Some people say it'll be a three-year recovery. I, I don't know about that. I'm not a stock market person, but I this is so unheard of. I think the turnaround will be fast. Now, the money might end up in different areas. Different companies will gain and uh, lose from the situation. But I would imagine it's making it challenging to raise money. I know other entities are running into it, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, nobody's backed up on their their pledges because that's probably what they are at this point as they started building I'm not sure I'm, I'm glad you came to me for stock market advice updates on the 5 and 25 or the 5 and 35 right here at go Powercat. stock market is open back to you zach from estonia cat 
on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being metaphysical certitude while zero being not a chance. What is your feeling this stage that K-State will play football in 2020? What was 10? Metaphysical certitude. Metaphysical certitude. Brother, you, I, I don't know what you're learning over there in Estonia, but we don't have that in America. We we got rid of that. The Revolution War. The, the British were trying to force that on us, and we got rid of it. Uh, you've been gone too long. That's servitude. It's certitude. I don't know. Uh, I'm sitting here today saying they're going to play football. Now, maybe that's just the optimist to me. I believe they'll come up with enough treatments that, you know, we'll be able to manage this situation. But... Um, you know, like I told someone on Twitter last night, I need that optimism. I can't function here uh, at the start of April into May, May, into March. I don't even know months. I have lost track of what months precede and follow, and I don't even know. What day is it? It's that day that we have the podcast on. As we sit this far out, what, what we're like April, May, June, July, August, we're looking five months before kickoff right now. And this, for me to sit here and think that football is going to be wiped off the the calendar for next year really kind of defeats me, right? Ryan, don't you feel the same way? It's That's just depressing, mm-hmm. and I don't need that right now. I need the hope yeah. that uh, things will be better sooner rather than later. Even if that's false hope, I kind of need it to get through. I can't deal with not having – the thought of not having yeah. football right now. You would hope that What's they your number can play. But on a scale. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How certain? Uh, five. Five, right in the middle. I, I, my optimism okay. wants to say six or seven, but five, I think it's just totally – we're at the fulcrum moment right now. And if it's really – over the next month, if it really erupts and gets a lot worse – you know, it's going to start really feeling like it. But if all the social distancing pays off, maybe we'll have an opportunity to find enough treatments, you know, things that, that treat the symptoms to make it survivable. Hey, you give me a gimmick and I will take it right now to up my chances. I mean, if you tell me that uh, hugging trees will help me fight off the virus, I'm out there with Mr. Sycamore having a good time most of the day. <laughs> Not that I don't anyway. We've wandered into the overtime, haven't we? What was 10 again? 10 was, I mean, are you absolutely certain that the football will be played and zero is not a chance that football will be played? No, what was the question? That's not how it was worded. Metaphysical certitude. My metaphysical certitude. I'd say probably, I think it's a seven or an eight. I'm pretty optimistic, but that's just me. I mean, you look at China, they had it really bad in there. I know they announced, I think it was today or yesterday, that their sports are still they're still holding back on that, but when they could get the country opened up, they really stopped it. And I would hope that they can at least play without fans here for the season. Yeah, I'm about a five. Yeah, you're with me. But the way I look at it is, China, they were going to try playing basketball, but they pulled that back today. They said yeah, no. Yeah. Um, when they reopened, you know, they tried reopening their country. Um, movie theaters were open for a day before they shut them back down. I mean, it's, it's oh, really? clear to I everyone that. that it's clear to everyone that the numbers that they've reported are not the true numbers, not even close. Uh, but I think you got to look at China. You got to look at other countries where there's been big breakouts, Italy, especially 
when, you know, those places are returning to sports, you know, maybe the U S you know, is a couple weeks behind or a couple months behind, but like if, if China's shut down through June and they're not, you know, they haven't restarted the Chinese basketball league by then, man, I just, I think it's tough. Um, there's a lot of these interesting proposals to get, you know, all these leagues, uh, moved into, you know, one central location, just kind of a conference quarantine, the whole thing, um, you know, test everybody, make sure they don't have it and just have them play, you know, like the premier league season, they want to play that over the course of a month and a, you know, a lockdown location. Um, but I think that right now it's just kind of unrealistic. I'm trying to get that done, but you know, you still have, you know, you lose spring football, going back to football, you lose spring football. If this goes in the summer, you lose, you know, the summer prep, you don't want to be trying to play games without, you know, the enough, you know, you have to condition and train and lift, you know, that's as much, that's as important as anything as far as preventing injuries. Um, so I think that if July comes and you can't really start summer camps, man, it, it's worrying, I think. Yeah. And you're just going to kind of have to push it back. You'll see, you know, probably non-conference games at the earliest, um, probably be scrapped and then, you know, reschedule the, the league, so to speak, maybe, and try, you know, salvaging conference conference games, but you know, it, it could be, it could be a ways, but if more treatments pop SEC. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you cancel non-conference games. They all got a week off in November. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and a lot of schools. Yeah, that's the if, way I see it, though. If that happens, I I honestly don't know if a lot of small schools will survive this with a football program because they need those non-conference games to fund their athletic department, let alone their football program. It'll there's a lot of dominoes that are going to fall in this situation. Or what if we just play football in? December to February, then move basketball to summer. <laughs> I would, I would hope anything's on I mean, the table. I really would. I mean, the premier league is not going to start next season until this season is done. However long it takes. If that means playing games in August, like they are oh. committed to finishing the 2019, 20 season. Interesting. So, like, it's just, it's so weird. Like you, you'd think that, that like Liverpool's in the lead by tons of games. They only need to win like a couple more games to finish up the league. And pretty much all the teams that are in the relegation zone are, are done. You know, everybody knows, but everyone wants to, everyone wants to stay and everyone wants, you know, to force people to earn their positions, so to speak. So it's just kind of a, a weird thing going on. I like that phrase, the relegation zone. I, I kind of feel relegation like would. Riley Gates was in that for years. The relegation. And he somehow there. staved it off. Mm-hmm. He's kept staying. Word staved. Yeah, staved it off. Yeah. Huh. Lots of lots of English words. He relegated himself upwards. Now I don't know how that worked out. Called a promotion, Fitz. It's a promotion. <laughs> it's. I, I know what he was getting paid, and I know what he's getting paid now. It's a promotion. Let me promise you that. From KSC number one, should sports go ahead in May, even in empty stadiums, if necessary? I maybe replace so. May with July, then maybe. Yeah. But May is a little too soon, yeah. You still got to get there. You still soon. got a lot of people need to interact. 
I mean, even if you're going to show the games on TV, there's a lot of people involved in the production. Yep, yep. Ah, man. I saw this on ESPN's bottom line yesterday, but and I, I reading into this later, it wasn't ever a serious thing that he said, and it was translated into English kind of poorly, but the guy that runs Red Bull Racing, they have two teams, and they said he, he suggested in a, you know, in a team meeting saying, hey, how about we get our four drivers and we put them into a coronavirus camp so they all get it and we manage it and then they're immune to it and then we can just continue on and have our season. Not a bad idea. A lot of kind studies. Of, kind of ridiculous, but. <laughs> yeah, I just saw a study about, you know, people are looking at how much the antibodies do help you. You know, can you get it again? It's been a question. And how much you know, they now think there's people that actually have antibodies for it long before. And that might be why we're seeing some false positives is that they have, they're carrying antibodies, not the actual virus right now. I'm a scientist. Yeah. I cover sports. <laughs> I think, though, that at some point, people are going to be so bored out of their minds watching old games on ESPN. That I think that yeah. there's going to be one league that'll say, hey, enough's enough. We're going to we're going to make yeah. this happen. I think the NBA is probably the the easiest league to restart and do a, you know, a convention type, you know, like a summer league, put them all in Vegas or put them all, you know, some remote location after everyone's tested, you know, you only got 12 players, 15 players, whatever it is, the coaching staff, you know, that's probably the, the most limited interactions you'll have probably. Yeah. So I think that that's probably the league that would start. If anything, it might be June or July. If you find facilities that have multiple courts, you can just set up all the TV equipment around it and just string the string the games together. And if you're not going to have a crowd, why do you need a fancy court? I'm sure Disney would love the advertising. Sure they would. Even though you can't go. <laughs> well, the NBA was the first one to cancel their season. So I know they were the first ones to know that they, what was Rudy Gobert, had the virus. So I guess that's... A little unfair to say that, but they were the first ones to cancel that season back on yeah. my birthday, March 11th. Wow. Well, nice what a plug. Great it was. Nice. Yeah. So you had the opportunity with the Big 12 tournament in town to celebrate in high style your 21st birthday, and they canceled everything. Do you think this is – was it actually about the virus or was it about you? Uh, it's, it's about me. Yeah. Let's fear, fear of PL burning down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've said this before. If you want to look at a perfect way to share and transmit the disease, it's the the virus. It's basketball. That physical contact, breathing on each other, sweating on each other, you know, coughing, all that. Um, it's just an ideal way to spread it. And I think we found that out from the number of positive cases we've got in the league. So you'd have to do an incredible job of vetting people to make sure they are free of any symptoms or the virus. And hopefully the tests are accurate enough to, to do that. From KNED, in honor of no spring games ever again, coronavirus or not, <laughs> who had the best false hope spring game in history? They put up numbers to get the fans excited but didn't mean much come fall. That's it's probably a question for you mostly because I really can't I can't think of anybody off the top of my head maybe like Carlos Strickland did he was it him no there did was you have a decent spring game yeah, recently yeah there's always someone um uh, there's a receiver Burnett Burnett 
that had an incredible spring game. We all thought he was going to be All-American, and then he had nothing. Um, yeah, there always is. I'm not going to miss it. And if some K-State fans don't realize, there was no spring game this year. There never was. Coach Kleiman had, had canned that. He wasn't playing it at the FCS level of it. North Dakota State and Fargo, there was no spring game. So he's just of the belief that a 15th practice is better than 14 practices in a game in which you're kind of handcuffed. So he's going to have some open practice there. But um, now all that's gone. Well, you know, in the short term, we'll never see a spring game in Manhattan again. I think a lot of universities will use this break. The coach will say, well, we didn't have a spring game last year, so we just are doing practices in 2021 and forward. Yeah, there's always that guy. There's always that guy that gives everyone so much hope. I mean, Bill Snyder said it. The worst thing to happen to L. Roberson was breaking a long run on the first carry of his first spring game. I mean, it it just kind of ruined him for a year or two, believing it was going to be so easy, and it took him a while to settle in and realize how much work it took to be good at the Big 12 level. What's my nickname? Is it Dweeb? Plebe? Plebe. Plebe. Newbie. Or Newbie. Or uh, newbie Gilly, we could go with Gilly. That, okay. That that. What that, do you think, Zach? Uh, we'll like see. That? We'll feel. Some, we'll feel some things out. Right. We'll, we'll just we'll negotiate. In. We really thought Danger Cat was going to stick for Riley, and it didn't. So you just got to. <laughs> you can't force a nickname. Okay. It's just got to. I mean, maybe you will be like Hawk. I mean, maybe or Flash. Maybe something really cool. Or maybe you'll be like... We can't call him Hawk. We are, I already have you a Hawk. You know why. I got a Hawk in my life. Well, that too. Oh, because Jayhawk? Jayhawk? That's, t- that's too close. Yeah. But he is from Johnson County. I'm a Joko boy. Can I say? Man, I'm, I'm surprised you don't have that bird flu and go to KU. A lot of people get the bird <laughs> flu and then after they have to spend time in Lawrence. It's weird. Uh-huh. But I'm a plebe because I don't know any answers to that question. That's true. You... You're the new guy. Uh, moving on, Stat Cat. Uh, with the NCAA decision to grant another year of eligibility for spring sport athletes, what does this mean for the high school class of 2020 athletes who signed letter of intents for next year? I got to be honest. I don't know if I grasp the scholarship situation enough. I mean, does baseball have bonus scholarships or now guys that were juniors eating up scholarships that you know what's the fallout for the incoming freshmen and and beyond that? I mean, is there less athletic opportunities now? There's a lot of things that kind of screw things up, but I'm glad they did it. They just got a lot to work out. I think. I, I think every sport should have an opportunity to add scholarships as needed right now. I think they should add, you know, a quarter extra scholarships so you know times whatever your available scholarships is by 1.25 and that's what you should have and expand your rosters to that much i think that that would be extremely fair and it takes care of the situation where you're not you know screwing the 2020 class and kicking a can down the road for years to come on um on when these guys will be able to play or you know it's just it's kind of tough when you give everybody an extra year but um you don't really account for the, the roster space. So hopefully so, they, they address that and add that in. For the years following, would you just kind of gradually reduce that away or is it just for the next year and then boom, you're back to normal? Like how would yeah, that work? See. Probably, just, probably just the one year, you'd think. You know, your seniors are on the team and then. Yeah, but then you're messed up for next year after that. 
But if you if you add like if you add the extra scholarships to where you know everybody who is a senior, you know, if they retain their okay. money, and then that frees and you let them, you know, you spend it by a quarter essentially, and then you take that quarter away, you're back to the same. Okay. I think. Yeah. Good point. Don't, so, don't give him credit for that. That's, don't don't build up his head with a good. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from KSU number one. Uh, what are your thoughts on if the senior waiver for spring sports should have been extended to basketball? No, they played most of their season. Most teams like K-State were done or virtually done. I mean, a lot of teams around the country yep. were done. They, their tournaments had already taken place, and they had been eliminated, and they weren't going on. I feel badly for the teams that were going to go to the NCAA tournament and then couldn't. I just feel awful for everyone that – had the tournament taken away a lot of teams um that's a big deal but no you don't get a whole new season because you lost a couple games and maybe six at the most uh, it doesn't make sense to me and plus i don't think many yep. kids would come back i mean it would just take the right kind of guy to say you know what i'm going to do it all over again as a senior even though i did 95 to 100 percent of my season uh, I don't think any of the seniors on this K-State team would come back. So, I mean. Pearson? Bob Pearson. I think Pearson graduated, like, after one semester of college. He's that smart. He's quizzed he out. PhD? Yeah, he's got. He's working on his PhD now. But, I don't, you know, I just don't see around the country, I don't see many kids taking advantage of it, particularly basketball where – uh, if you're any good, you want to get to earning some money, even if it's over in Estonia. You know, you, you know, wherever you can make money, you want to go do it. Last question of the podcast from StatCat: Has the pandemic had any impact on the business at 24/7 and Go PowerCat? And has it impacted subscriptions because people are more concerned about their finances, or with more time, more idle time, has traffic on the site picked up? You know, it's interesting as a, as a network, um, it's pretty same. It, it really is. We're doing a lot of free content right now because we know people <clears throat> are looking for things to do. And actually, traffic is pretty stable over what it's been. Revenue's down slightly, but not dramatically. Um, and we're not really seeing a deterioration in subscriptions. Wabash Station is a place where people can connect to other human beings without being in contact. I don't think they want to just cut that out. Although I've seen kind of a drop in message board traffic, and I just attribute that. People were in the habit of going while they were at work. I mean, Zach, you know that. You look at the analytics. Yeah. Traffic is while people are 9 to 5 in it and bored out of their minds. They're, they're on the website. Podcast traffic, and as a general rule, is up. You know, ours has been down since basketball. You can just kind of graph it as basketball proceeded and got worse and worse. The podcast numbers dropped because nobody really wanted to talk about it. Um, but there's a reason why we added the the second podcast or the additional brand podcast. You know, outside of the PowerCat podcast with my Life of Fits podcast because that's something we can produce easily in this situation. In fact, I'll be recording another one after we're done with this. Uh, on Tuesday, recording these, I'll be calling Chip Brown down in uh, Austin, Texas, to record one of those. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just kind of make do. I'm just 
blown away by how much content we've had, even if it's evergreen content, you know, stuff that isn't really time dated or related. D. Scott Fritchens cranking out tons of stuff and with the hiring and of new coach and losing a coach and occasional recruiting and Cardiz Jada announcing, we've actually had quite a bit of news on the site. So it really hasn't affected us that much. It's affected how we go about business. And it's affected us that it's oddly happened right when we transitioned out of having a really uh, reliable content creator in Riley Gates. And now it's fallen on uh, the rest of us to kind of pick that up. But that's cool. I mean, that's cool. We, we've we done a good job with it. I'm really proud of what the guys have done. And Zach's working Good on a bunch us. of stuff that hasn't even hit the site yet. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Um, for us, I mean, the way I look at it is the numbers we're seeing are as far as traffic, oh, revenue, whatever. It's basically like May for us. You know, we've hit the summer months. I mean, no spring football, just kind of fo- moved forward by about a month where we would be. So, I mean, it's for the time being, we've still got football coming. Um you know, it's just going to be like summer, extra month of summer, but everyone's just at home. Yeah, that defeats a purpose. I mean, it's too cold for me to lay in my backyard in my thong. So it's not summer. <laughs> it's not, ask my neighbors. They know what summer means. They're horrified by what, what color it is it? It's uh, bright red. Okay. Yeah, it red's on my color wheel, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, we're just warming up. We're going to record the overtime right after this. That'll appear Friday on the site. We'll have a Life of Fitz podcast in between, another one of those suckers this weekend. Then we'll be back with the best of the overtime on Monday. I thought this week, Zach, was really good. It was the Ponca City incident overtime. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even listen to these. It's best. It's bad to admit. It, no, it's when you record them, you don't really want to go back and listen to them. I'll do the overtime once in a while because I get really uh, paranoid about if I use too many sounds, if I didn't use enough, did I miss opportunities? I kind of uh, audit my own podcast a little bit, but other than that, no, no. Gilbert, you're going to have to go back and listen to, oh, I'm sorry, Gilly, you're going to have to go back and listen to everything uh and but I'm told you you need to slow it down half pace because we all sound drunk off our butts. One of my friends, one of my friends says the most amazing thing ever. You all just sound hammered and you're sitting around talking if you listen to it at half speed on Apple, which you apparently can. I don't know. I'm not in that club. Are you an Apple guy, Gilly? Yes. Yes. Okay. There you go. I'm still the outlier. How do you know I was drunk right now? <laughs> It's, I got that spidey sense for alcohol. Uh. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsor, The Fridge. Speaking of that topic, and of course, our segment sponsors, Tanners and The High Low. I miss you, Tanners and High Low. I miss you so much. We will talk to you real soon with another PowerCat podcast. You've been listening to the PowerCat Questions podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.